Hello everyone, my name is Don Gaddis, and this is Toolbox Talks. Toolbox Talks is a new podcast that I created because I really wanted to find a way to walk in the calling that God has given me in a different way. I am a teacher at my church of the Word of God. I teach Sunday school. I teach Bible class. I am a a student of the Word, which all believers in Christ ought to be. Um, I love the Word of God because I know that it is the source of life for us, that the Word of God is a living document, that the Lord speaks through His Word and teaches us how we are to be in the world, who we are to be. It teaches us who he is and what he expects of us. I am excited because I get a chance to share not only with my church or with my friends at work or in my neighborhood, but with the world, the gospel of Christ, the death, burial, and resurrection of Christ. I get a chance to share that although we are all born in sin, according to Romans 3.23, For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. And that the wages of sin, according to Romans 6.23, is death. Because the penalty of sin is death. The gift of God, however, is eternal life through Christ. And I can share that with the world. That salvation in heaven is really at the tip of our tongue it's really there for the asking and i want the world to know that eternity is of greater value than anything that the world could ever ask for or offer you Uh, i am excited as a 50 year old Christian who has been through some things to be able to share my testimony and my walk with Christ and how he is maturing me as a person and allowing me to share his glory with the world so that the world could see that he is a great God. He is an awesome God and I love my God. Most of us, I would dare say the majority of us have relationships And those relationships are only as strong as the time that we spend with those people we are in relationship with. The more that we talk, the more that we spend time together, the more we get to know about each other, our our good parts, our, our bad parts, what makes us happy, what ticks us off, you know. And as often as you spend time with someone, Um, If you're pursuing a a relationship that you want to have for the rest of your life or for a long period of time, your objective will be to get to know that person and to get to know what makes them happy. Uh, And there's a difference between relationship and religion. Some of us feel as if we attend a church or we go through these motions that we've done what God has called us to do or we've done our service to God, but we have no relationship with him because we don't know his word. We don't spend time in his word knowing what he requires of us, knowing who he is 
as a God, knowing the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, knowing the process of growth and the struggle of life in the world, because this is warfare every single day. For those of us who choose to walk in Christ and declare the truth, we have an enemy that is equally opposed to the word of God and everything that is of God. He is voracious. He is stronger than we are as people. But in Christ, we have the authority of God that puts us above him. And as we declare the word of God and the things of God, we speak the authority of Christ into the world. It's a powerful experience. Many of us, because of our lack of reading the word, um, we are weak. We're, we're babes. And you can be in the church for 20 years, 30, 40 years, and barely read the word and still be a babe. The scripture in Hebrews, I believe, chapter five, it says that although many of us should be teachers at this point, um, speaking of the church, uh, the church itself, and for those who have been in the church for long periods of time, we still have a desire for milk and the basic things of Christ. But strong meat belongs to those who, by reason of use, have exercised their senses to discern what's good and evil. It's, it's like going into a gym that by reason of the use of those weights, because we use them, our muscles get stronger, we get bigger, and we mature. Without reading the word, without knowing what God is saying to our hearts, because he speaks through his word, everything is done through his word. Without being in his presence and talking to him, and learning to hear that still small voice of God because he does not yell. Without spending time in his presence and hearing his voice and being directed by the Holy Spirit that's in us, if you are a believer in Christ and you have accepted Christ, without that, you cannot be effective and you will not mature. So I'm excited that I get a chance to do my part, to share the gospel, to help, to put something out there in the world that will, uh, in one case for the lost, give them an opportunity to know who Jesus is. And for, and for those of us who are Christians, give us an opportunity to feed off the word, to, to grow, to mature, to be who God called us to be and to grow according to Ephesians to the fullness of the measure of the stature of Christ. And even Christ himself said to his disciples, the things that you have seen me do, you're going to do even greater things that he is allowed by giving us his authority to walk in our lives and step on the neck of the devil and not be slaves to sin again. He is giving us, giving us authority to declare in the world the righteousness of God. And I don't know if you've seen as much as I've seen, but the world does not want sin to be called sin. The world does not want to hear truth. The world is lost. 
the world will never be saved because the world is in its own right at war with God. So, again, Toolbox Talks will touch on different subjects. The first four uh, lessons after this will be categories of identity. Who are you? Who are you as a person? Are you walking in the newness of Christ? Uh, 2 Corinthians 5, 7. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things have passed away. All things have become new. If you look at your life, there ought to be an actionable difference between who you were and who you are. Now, we, we don't expect the people in the world who are just getting to know Christ to automatically be holy. And it's an unjust uh, mandate that sometimes churches require for you to pretend to be holy. No, the word of God does not uh, support that. Come as you are. Just don't stay as you are. Um, what God is trying to do is to draw you into relationship with, with him so that he can do in your life what you have never been able to do. That salvation only comes through Christ and that growth only comes through the word, through the power of the Holy Spirit. If you could have done it yourself, Jesus wouldn't have need to come. So the identity part will help us understand where most of the divisions in the church come from. Who am I in Christ? What does the word of God say I am? What does the word of God say? that Jesus is, that God the Father is, that God the Holy Spirit is. Because when you ask those questions, you'll be surprised how many different answers that you'll get. The Jehovah's Witnesses don't believe in the person of the Holy Spirit. Even some believers in Christ don't recognize the person of the Holy Spirit. They believe it's some force or some movement that causes them to jump around, but on Monday morning, they conveniently forget that they're Christians. The person of the Holy Spirit is just that. He is God. God, the Holy Spirit. In the same right, Jesus is God, the Son. Just as the Father is God, the Father. And if you read the Word of God, you read in the Old Testament that the Father's ministry was throughout the Old Testament and his relationship with Israel was him basically sharing how to have relationship with a holy God as a fallen uh, as a fallen race. You know, God loved us so much that even before Christ, he provided a way to have a relationship. When Jesus came, his life, his ministry was his ministry. When Jesus left, the Holy Spirit came and his ministry was his ministry. But the one thing that's consistent about all three is they're all in agreement. They all coincide and they're all in agreement. That's why first John five, seven says there are three that represent that are represented in heaven. The father, the word and the Holy Spirit. And these three are one because they never oppose each other. They never go against each other. They're always in agreement. They're always in union. 
And when we identify as people of God, we remember in Ephesians 4 that there is one God, one truth, and one spirit. And when we read that same word and the same spirit that is in one is in all gives us understanding, we are able to walk in agreement. So identity as a body, as a whole unit of believers is actually those of us who walk in the spirit and understand the things that God speaks to us because it's all one truth. It's all one truth. The Bible says uh, in Timothy to study to show thyself approved as a workman who needs not be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. You will find in Ephesians, I believe the first chapter, it says that when we accept Christ, that the Holy Spirit dwells in us and it is the Holy Spirit that gives us understanding is the Holy Spirit that ensures that we all know truth. And, and he teaches us. He also gives us our gifts. He also empowers us to walk in our gifts in the world to be able to, to shine the light and the glory of God to the world. So reading the word, rightly dividing the word, is eating in the spirit. It is growing in the spirit. It is maturing in our knowledge of who God is because it helps us understand what we are identifying with. It helps us understand who we are and how we identify in the world. It is the source of where all of the divisions come, because if you do not rightfully divide the word of truth, you will not agree on who Christ is. And you'll believe, as Mormons do, that we're all capable of maintaining godhood in our own right. That the Jehovah's Witnesses don't believe uh, in the Holy Spirit as a person or any other deviation from the truth of God. It is important that we have the indwelling Holy Spirit as believers. And when you accept Christ in your heart, that is um, something that all Christians have. Now, those who are in the world are just that they're in the world because God created you does not make you a son. The scripture says to him. Um, what does it say? I have it written here. It says, but to as many as received him. To them gave he power to become sons of God, not just because you're created by God. You're created by God with the desire for God to have a relationship, but he didn't create robots. He created you that you would willingly serve him, that out of your own heart, you would have a desire to know him and have an eternal relationship with him. And by accepting Christ, we are able to overcome the sin that separated us from Adam, uh, from the beginning of creation all the way now, um, not only from our own personal sins, but from the nature of sin that that permeates the world, uh, which is the strength of the enemy. Uh, I, I thank God for the opportunity to have uh, translated uh, to become a son and to have the indwelling Holy Spirit and to be able to read the word and get clarity by the Holy Spirit and to be able over time to grow 
to be able to teach the gospel so that others could also follow in that step. I have children. I have grandchildren. I have friends. I have family. And all of those are my responsibilities. Um, All of those people I will one day stand before God and make an account to. Uh, When I had the opportunity to share Jesus, did I share Jesus? Did I share Jesus correctly? Because I studied the word. The one thing that's consistent now in the church, in a good percentage of the church, is that we are biblically illiterate. We don't have a, a routine of studying the word. Not just raking over the leaves and reading lightly, but studying the word to know who God is, to know who we are and what God expects of us. And because of that, we're babes. We we literally go with, with the prevailing thought in the world or whatever anybody teaches us, which may or may not be true. Uh, we have to grow up. We have to read the word. Or if it's not the word, we don't spend time in the presence of God. We don't hear his still, small voice. We don't listen for his direction. We just ask him for things. We don't have relationship. And there is a difference between religion and relationship. If you have any kind of relationship in your your life, whether it's a brother and sister, a mother or father, a best friend, a casual friend, a wife, You'll know that communication is everything. It is the backbone of relationship that you can't grow and know what makes that person happy. You can't know what makes them sad and and know what to avoid or know how to comfort someone if you don't know them. And spending time with them helps you grow. Um, One of the greatest reasons why the divorce rates are so high now is because of lack of communication. And it's the same thing in our relationship with God. Most of us think that by going to church for two hours or more on Sunday makes up for for 24 hours a day, seven days a week that we live and breathe, minus the, the, the time that we're asleep. But we have a responsibility to get to know God. And, and, and there's a benefit to it. The benefits are eternal. The value of a relationship with God is so much greater than anything that the world could ever offer. I'm starting to see now that because I read more and I study more in the word of God, there are promises that God has given me that I literally use every single day. I open up the word of God and every time I learn something, it's like a new key on my keychain and I can hear him jingling when I walk. And that key is access to God's favor. It comes with studying the word and knowing his promises, knowing what he said and walking in obedience so that my disobedience doesn't put me at a distance from God. Because every time I'm disobedient and I choose to walk my own way, I step out of fellowship with God and I have to confess my sins and repent and allow God to forgive me and start back again, walking in obedience, listening to what God says and doing what he says, doing what he called us to do. And that's why I'm so eager to start a podcast. Hey, I've got a a new grandbaby. 
and I want to be able to lay a foundation for her when she's able to listen and understand. I want to be able to lay a foundation for anyone who desires to know who God is. And that's a part of my walk and my call and my responsibility. For those of you who are Christians, it is a part of yours. And for those of you, of, of you who are not, I want you to know Jesus. Because there is nothing in the world that has a greater value than eternity. You think about it like this. At best, most of us will live 80 years, maybe 85 years. And all of the great things that we experience in the world are nothing compared to heaven. But here's the difference. Eternity is forever. So we sacrifice eternity because we want so much of this life and we push God away. We push truth away so that we can satisfy ourselves with meaningless things that have no eternal value. And we sacrifice eternity. And guess what? None of us are promised anything you're not promised tomorrow. You could be 16. How many times have you turned on the television and heard that an infant has died or a 15 year old or 20 year old? You're not promised tomorrow. That is a gift from God. Every single day that we wake up, it is a gift from God. Now is the accepted time. Behold, now is the day of salvation. God desires to have a relationship with you before your life is over, because then it's done. Scripture says that we're appointed once to die and then judgment. And then you stand before God and answer why you rejected him. And listen, just not accepting him is rejection. I really want you to know who Jesus is. I really want you to be able to send your questions and what I don't know, I'll get in that book and I'll find or I'll go to the collection of believers who are also studiers and we'll find an answer. We'll 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 collaborate. And I really want to know. I want you to know who Jesus is. So I'm excited, but I'm also new to this. Um, you might see the format change a little bit in the future, uh, but I'm going to try my best to do as good a job as I can. And I pray that the Holy Spirit direct me. I am going to leave you with a couple of scriptures. The first scripture is Romans 10, 9 and 10 and 13. Romans 10, and I'm going to actually read it. From the Bible, Romans 10, 9 and 10, it says that if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you shall be saved. For with the heart one believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. And verse 13 sums it up. It says, for whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. What it essentially says, if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, 
that Jesus has conquered sin because he paid the penalty for sin so that none of us have to if we accept his sacrifice. Without that sacrifice, then we have to pay the penalty for our sin and our sin nature. I want you to know that there is an easy way to escape the penalty of sin, and that's by accepting Christ and his penalty and his death, which paid the penalty for sin. The second thing is in Colossians, I believe Colossians 3:16, it says, let the word dwell in you rich, richly. Read the word, even if it's a, a devotional with the scripture and then a, a, an explanation, a paragraph that explains the scripture. Read the word daily. Read from the Proverbs, one proverb, one chapter a day. There are 30 chapters, I believe. Read from the Proverbs. Read the book of John to, to learn the person of Christ. Study the word. Hear the voice of God. In Timothy, it says to study to show thyself approved, a workman that needed not be ashamed, rightfully dividing the word of truth. Study so that you won't be misguided by the world. Study so that you can rightly divide the word of truth and that you will not be ashamed. Study so that you can know who God is and study so that you can know your own identity as a believer in Christ. That is a very, very important thing. If your fruit is bad, then the root is bad. If you are living in, the, in a worldly life, it's because your heart still is worldly. And either you're a Christian that needs to grow or you're a person that needs to know who Christ is. If there is no difference in your lifestyle, then check your heart. I am excited to have introduced myself to you again. My name is Don Gaddis. Uh, please leave a thumbs up. Please uh, like if you enjoy it and you'd like to hear more of the series. If there's anything that you want to hear, uh, send me a word. Let me know. Uh, communicate with me. I'm excited about it. Again, the, the identity series will cover who is God? Who are we? And how are we to identify in this world? And uh, I look forward to talking to you guys again. Please enjoy your day. Thank you.